Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Reading this morning is taken from Proverbs chapter 11, starting to read from verse 24 to 28, and Matthew 10, 5 to 10. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Matthew 10, 5 to 10. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth his keep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. Wonderful to see you. Wonderful to see you here in the building. And also, thank you for joining us uh, online or even later on to be together worshipping. The 19th century uh, brewer, James Watney, was apparently not very interested in the things of God. He moved to Croydon, so it seems, because there were 72 vicars in this area. And apparently... I don't know how he did the maths on this. He figured out, therefore, that it would be 72 years at least before he had quarreled with everyone. So he worked it out. The great thing is his daughters were significantly more devout. Emily and Alice Watney were hugely generous. They had a ministry visiting the poor in this area. It expanded into housing, uh, midwifery, uh, infant Sunday school, women's meetings, nursing, Bible classes, the construction of a hall, uh, and the sending of missionaries overseas, and culminated in the establishment of the parish that we now have here, and the building of this building. Emily and Alice both paid for the ministry out of their own significant wealth, but they also did the ministry together. They never married, uh, either of them, but out of their great generosity, they blessed many spiritual children. 
Today is Giving Sunday. Most of us are not descendants of billionaire brewers, at least those whom I have met so far. But like the Watney sisters, we still have the same call on our lives. We're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that means using the resources that we have in the service of the Lord. And so today's teaching, I want to think about the place of giving and generosity in our lives as Christians, giving and generosity more generally, but also financially. And that's important because later on, I'm very grateful that Paul Gulliford, our treasurer, is going to update us on the situation of our finances and ask us, if appropriate, to reconsider our financial giving. Second, uh, it's also, as Rosemary uh, reminded me uh, earlier on, or rather told me earlier on, it's, it's Thank You Sunday. So I want to express appreciation on behalf of the whole church to the very many of you who, through your great generosity this past year and a bit, have enabled us to sustain and proceed with the ministry that we've done. And then thirdly, I want to speak to you about two really exciting areas for development that the PCC discussed this last week or so ago, and to share how what you give might be directed in the future. But first, let's think about giving. Now, one might say, well, how should we think about giving? Pretty much like any other charitable organization. There, there are bills to be paid. There's stuff to be done. The money's got to come from somewhere. And pretty much that's all there is to say to it. But we follow a savior who spent a lot of time teaching about money. And none of it sounded like that. Jesus' emphasis was on the heart. I imagine we all remember the story of the widow's might. Jesus spots this poor widow... She's dropped what by general standards is a very small amount in in the temple coffers. And he compares her with a wealthy gentleman who comes up and drops a lot more uh, into the same coffers. And the great surprise is that Jesus says that the widow has given more. He actually says that. The widow gave more. Now, technically, mathematically speaking, Jesus is plain wrong about that. It was the bloke, the wealthy gentleman gave more. But here's the bigger issue, and this is what Jesus is saying. The more important thing in God's economy is not the sum, but our hearts. Our hearts before our spreadsheets. And that leads us nicely into the verse that I'd like to share with you as we think about giving today. Matthew 10, verse 8. Freely you have received, freely give. Freely you've received, freely give. It comes from some teaching that Jesus gave to the disciples um, as they headed out to minister in the towns and villages around Galilee. It's not really primarily about money, actually. It sets out a much, much broader principle. Whatever we do, whatever we give of ourselves, we give out of the overflow of God's generosity to us. Let me say that again. Whatever we do, whatever we give of ourselves... We give out of the overflow of God's generosity to us. And there's a, there's a symmetry in the verse. You, you, can, you can hear the logic in it. It says, freely you have received, freely give. So it's like when that lovely colleague of yours at work um, turns up on your birthday with a cake. And you want to share it with everyone else. Of course you do. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn for it. You didn't, didn't pay for that, for that cake. You're not going to go around microcharging everyone in the office for their slices, are you? You're going to share it. So let's just for a moment imagine 
that uh, God on this side of me and my life of service on this side. This is how it works. What I get from over here, what I get from the Lord, I have received freely. What is that? that well, there's so many things. It's uh, our, our background, our, our education, our, our circumstances. Most importantly for us as Christians, it's, it's everything that we, we mean when we talk about salvation. If we've put our trust in Christ, then we've been forgiven freely. We, we've been spared the judgment of God for our sin. We've been given an eternal inheritance at no cost to ourselves. We have his spirit. We've been counted into God's family as his sons and daughters, even though we often don't want to treat him as dad at all. And he's done that for us freely. All of this we have out of his sheer love. At no cost. Actually, that's not quite right, is it? At some cost. In fact, it's very, very costly, but we haven't paid a dime. And in fact, that generosity, that freeness is further underlined that that in Christ, God at great cost has paid for us. God the Son has entered our world. He's taken into himself the great burden of sin. He suffered on the cross for our salvation. And he's done that for us for free. Free. Free NHS style. Free at the point of delivery. You don't have to hand over your moral credit card or, or cash in your good deeds it's, it's free. Actually, it's not like the NHS because uh, we still pay for that through our taxes. So it's, it's just totally free from beginning to end. And here's the idea. Because it's free from here, we're enabled to give freely over here. We can pass on the generosity of God. So as we think about giving this morning, I'd like, and I'm praying actually, that, that that's our abiding thought. That's our abiding motivation. Knowing the freely given grace of God. And I think that means a couple of things. Firstly, it means if you would like to give, or if you would like to continue to give, I would like you to give only out of what you know of that generosity, and no more. If you feel moved by guilt as we speak about money, it's an awkward subject to speak about, particularly because we're British, isn't it? Then please don't give. If you feel moved only by obligation, perhaps leave it this time. Uh, if, if you feel moved to seek credit for God, and you think, oh, God, I'm going to put some cash in the bank. Perhaps, you know, he's, I feel off, you know, he might, perhaps I get a bit, more, a bit more love for him. Stop. Stop. Forget that. Just return to the generosity of God today. Walk out, forget the finance, and just remember the oil. It's still all over the floor here, just to remind us. <laughs> we give out of the overflow of God's freely given love for us. Now, having said all that, I recognize for many of us, that's, that's familiar territory. And, and I guess on a day like today, I, many will be asking, well, that's fine. Where, where are we going? Where is all this giving going? And so let's just take a moment to, to, to think back a bit for a bit of context. 2018, 2019, long before I was here, we, we were a relatively large church. We had a wide range of services and activities engaging with a range of people across all ages. Massive buzz here. We just rebuilt the, uh, the wonderful center over, over the road there to help our mission in South Croydon. But change was coming. Uh, Trevor was, was leaving, and, and then we had the interregnum. And then, of course, in 2020, COVID-19 hit us. Unprecedented change became everyone's favorite phrase. And our ability to engage in that same way was massively restricted. Emmanuel adopted 
uh, a predominantly uh, online mode of church. We were a church without walls. And through Church Without Walls, we, as a church, were broadly able to continue engaging with one another, albeit in a different and, and strange way for many of us. I joined the ministry back in September of that year, and we've continued to work through the pandemic. And there have been lots of challenges and difficulties. There have also been lots of opportunities, lots of wonderful ways to engage with a wider community online, at bringing the good news of Jesus to, to others who would never have received it in the past. And so in the midst of that unchanging, our, our changing circumstances, the Lord, in his unchanging way, has definitely been very good to us. And so recognizing all of that, I want to thank you for all that you have done, all that your generosity in terms of gifts and also finance has enabled to happen by supporting the ministry. Where has it gone? Financially, I'm, I'm thinking of things like the space in the new center across the road. I know many of you gave generously to that. Right now, it will blow your mind if you go in there. We have multiple rooms being used at the same t- in, in a big Zoom conversation that has a load of kids who are not in that building also attending in it. And all of that is only possible under current regulations because we've got enough rooms over there. I'm thinking also about the ways that you've continued to give through financially uncertain times. So we're able to continue to benefit from our wonderful uh, staff team. Claire and Sheridan, youth and children, Stu in worship, in operations in admin, uh, Magdalena, Jill, and now Jeanette McCarthy, who's just joined us as PA to the clergy and the leadership team. So thank you for all of that. A big thank you. But what next? Uh, One thing's for sure, uh, this pandemic is not going to have a hard stop. Don't know about you, I definitely went into it thinking, well, it'll just start and then it'll stop. That isn't happening. In some way, we are going to need to live with it. And I think we're all coming to realize that. We've got a period of long transition and change through 2021 and beyond. And we've got personnel changes uh, to work through, of course, as well as Ben goes. So as we look forward, I want to share uh, a couple of things that we've been discussing as a PCC. The first one. The first one focuses on Emmanuel's longstanding strength. Uh, Children, youth, and families. We looked at the statistics. One in three Anglican churches have no children under 16. Three in four Anglican churches, three quarters of all, 75% of all Anglican churches have fewer than five children under 16. By God's grace, we have loads of them. That's fantastic. And uh, they will likely uh, be the core of tomorrow's church once we're all long gone. And so it seems a wonderful thing for us as a a PCC to invest further in that ministry by replacing the youth coordinator role. And we want to do that by upping the ante a bit. We're going to upgrade it, as it were, to a more senior appointment, an associate minister for youth, families, and children. So that person's going to take on that same role that was done before, but also oversee the whole youth, families, and children team and join up actually our whole ministry from 0 to 25s, as well as supporting parents. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, the PCC is currently evaluating a new role in production and digital media. Now, as we emerge from the pandemic, I am as keen as anyone else to get us all back in the building, to be back in person. That is absolutely how we're meant to be. But online is not going away. And we want to do online in a way that really complements what we do here uh, together in person, strengthens our community, enables our discipleship, welcome, outreach, and so forth. And this role is going to help us do that more proactively. 
whether that's really thinking about how seniors uh, are being helped by our online services, perhaps they can't attend out of ill health, how those who are logging in online can continue to feel connected and like they're really valued as part of our gatherings when they can't be here in person for whatever reason. And of course, it's really important for young people as well. Uh, Online is very much our front door for people in the younger generations. That's where they start in their engagement with us. And so people may be investigating the Christian faith by looking online, and we'd love to be able to throw resources at that and think, how are we engaging? How are we speaking to these people? How are we saying, here are the next steps for you as you look in from the outside? Now, this is a bit of an act of faith. Uh, we, can, we can do the first year in our current financial position. We can't do it forever in the current situation. Um, to give you a ballpark figure, we need 30 uh, families to, or, or individuals to, to up their giving by £70 a month to, to be able to do that. So it's a, it's a big move. We're, we're happy to go for a first year and have a go at this. But that's a, just to give you an idea of where, we, where we're thinking we'd like to invest for the future. And of course, all that comes back then to our finances. We're able to make those commitments only if we have the finances to sustain that work. And so I'm going to ask Paul uh, Gulliford just to join us now. Uh, He's our treasurer, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, has served us in many ways in that position. And he's going to tell us uh, where we are financially. Paul. Thanks, John. I might keep, uh, keep talking for a few seconds longer while I get to the front of the church. Um, I've put together a few slides this morning. Um, I firstly want to say thank you all very much uh, for giving um, and continuing to give. I know that these are tough times for many, um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, and if we can start the slides with uh, what we've actually budgeted to spend this year. Um, our, our budget for the year is just over half a million pounds. Uh, in fact, £550,000. Um, for those of you that can see the graph, uh, which is behind me, um, it's not on the one at the back, I didn't realise it was there, that's fine. Um, for those, uh, three quarters of our money goes, goes on three specific areas. Our biggest amount of money that we spend goes to the diocese to support uh, other churches, uh, to pay for our own vicar and for our associate vicar, and maintaining the housing and generally supporting the work that's done in the wider church. Um, As well as that, there's our own staffing costs and the missionaries that we choose to support as a church. Those those three areas take up 75% of our spend. The other 25% goes on maintaining the church, maintaining everything we do day to day, all of our our day to day things that, that we do as a church. Could we move on to the next slide? To support that, um, we we need income. Uh, John's laid out a lot of what we're trying to do at the moment and and the vision. Um, But our donations have been falling, and we've been planning for that. We've we've known that it's an uncertain time, so we've we've planned how how we can do things with slightly less money. As well as that, obviously, our... So the centre's been closed for quite a lot of the last 15, 18 months. Um, so therefore, we've, we've been able to do less activities. We've had less hall bookings. 
and therefore that money has, has reduced, although that's fine in a way because with the hall closed, it means that we haven't had to pay out as much for utilities, for gas, for electricity. So other costs have reduced as part of that. Um, but other, other areas of our expenditure have increased. Um, we've, we've continued to do things. We've, we've spent more money um, making sure that people could get access to services. Those people who couldn't hear online and couldn't join online still managed to get CDs of the sermons. We've managed to put those printed, printed copies out for those who wanted them. Uh, obviously, as John's been talking about, the, the online work that we've done. But we have some major repairs to do to the organ this year, which are quite expensive. But we can, we can pay for those and we can manage those in the short term. Um, we've also done a lot of work with Rock TV and we want to continue that work. Uh, and we've, we, the PCC has made a decision that we should continue to support um, our external ministry, our, our missionaries and all the mission work that's going on. We want to continue maintaining that at the current level. There are some extent, uh, exceptional items in our budget. We, we do need to continue working on the church as well. For years, we've talked about the guttering and talked with the diocese around what we're allowed to do with this old church, uh, and hopefully we'll actually get that done this year, finally. But to support all of that, I do urge you all, if you would, to think about your giving. Um, we do... To do everything that we're planning to do and to do anything we'd like to do and need to do, uh, we're expecting to have a shortfall of £10,000 this year, which is doable in the short term, as, as John said. But, and, and I get that everyone's circumstances change. Life moves on. Life changes for everyone. Um, so it's good to think about what we can give, how much money we have, what we want to do with that money, and I would, I would urge you to do that. And understand that for some of you that may mean that you actually have to reduce your giving because that's where you are in life. And that's fine, we understand that. But as John, John's laid out, there are a number of things we'd like to do, there are a number of things we're, we're thinking about um, and, and really would appreciate your support with that. For those of you um, who perhaps don't give at the moment, who have joined online with the church in the last 18 months, um, it would be great if you could give. Um, we want to support that work going forwards, and that needs money. Um, so if you could give, that would be great. There is a giving section on our website which explains how you can do that. Um, you can... The, on the website, you can just type in emmanuelcroydon.org.uk forward slash give, or if you go through the website itself, on the drop-down menus, you can click on get involved, and then there's a giving section there, which explains how you can do it. Um, but there is, there is some detail behind me around what you can, how you can give, bank account details, and that's all on the website. Um, and if you're a taxpayer, it would be great if you could gift aid that, Gift aiding means that we get uh, the tax back up from the tax man on that money, um, which is an extra 25%, which, which really, really helps us um, to make the most of your money. Thank you. Hang on. <laughs>
Stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. Right, uh, thank you so much, Paul. Um, we're, we're hugely grateful to you and the finance team, David Lawson, Peter Knight, Peter Burt, and many others, actually, who have worked behind the scenes. Um, we want to particularly recognise your work today, Paul. Um, uh, Paul is stepping down uh, from his role as a treasurer. It's a massive task. It is largely unseen, uh, particularly during the pandemic, but all times. And yet we just cannot do anything without that role being done. And um, uh, it's always one comes sort of uh, slightly cap in hand asking for that role to be filled. And <laughs> you were the last person who, who said yes. And we, we really want to honour you and thank you for that. So let's give a round of applause to Paul. Thank you. You've combined it alongside a busy job, parenthood, all the rest of it. Um, we're really grateful for, for a long time in that role. And we're very grateful to Andrew Gillam, who's leading our service uh, today, who's prepared to step up as the next uh, treasurer. Uh, and uh, we're, we're thanking him for being willing uh, to add this role to that one. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to just say a few more words as we close before uh, inviting Andrew up again. I'd love to come back to where we started. Uh, I felt it's important today to lay out some of those practicalities. But the giving we want to celebrate most today is giving that is something that we all receive. The giving of God. The giving of his son to us. So even as we think of the giving of ourselves, whether that's financially or so, in so many other ways, let us remember, first of all, the overflowing generosity, the unending supply of oil, of grace, as Elisha illustrated to, through the widow, that so wonderfully captures God's generosity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your kindness and generosity to us. We thank you also for the many before us who have invested in this ministry that we have benefited from. We pray so much that as we seek uh, to obey you and as we seek to follow you, you would enable us to know that we have freely received and so out of that freedom be able to give. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.